Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Exploring the Seasons of Life is a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan. I help midlife women navigate the seasons of their life and stop waiting for permission to live the life they want. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. Before I introduce my guest today, I wanted to let you know that I'm planning a workshop on December 19th at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern called Your Next Season Reimagine. We'll be talking about self-care, crossing the threshold into 2022, and what's next, because in the end, the choice is yours. So I am so delighted to introduce my guest, Bobby Ray Boyer. Bobby Ray Boyer, visionary leader of the Centered Ground, understands the daily shifting emotions of grief, having navigated the loss of her 21-year-old son, Anthony. It is with deep compassion that she walks beside others as they move through their grief, co-creating space with their clients to create alignment and balance as they journey through their losses. Bobby Ray uses a variety of holistic modalities in her practice, namely grief companionship, coaching, incorporating guided movement meditation where it is welcomed, along with on-the-body vibrational sound healing clearing paths, and lighting the way forward. Bobby Ray, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm so appreciative of the invite, and I, I really look forward to being able to just put some voice to the passions that I have and excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Now, before we get started, I should have asked you this beforehand. Do you like to be called Bobby Ray or Bobby? Nope, Bobby Ray is fine. Bobby Ray is fine. Okay. So, Bobby Ray, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Oh, I think it all goes hand in hand, right? The personally and the business. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I, as I really looked back and paid attention to the question of seasons in, of our lives, uh, I just facilitated a sound bath with a guided meditation utilizing almost this exact visualization of connecting our cycles in life uh, to the changes of the seasons in nature. So for me, exploring the seasons of life means taking time to slow down and to witness. You know, how does my body react to the changes in life? Or how do I flow with the rhythms and the cycles that we experience in this existence. Uh, you, you know, you hear people say many times working with clients, oh, I, I, don't, I don't do good with change. And well, I know in my past, I was someone that said that because I allowed myself to kind of program that in my mind you know, based on like past experiences or family culture, or those type of instances. And 
because when I was younger, there was a time that even if I wasn't even aware that there was a possibility of change or if there was a change coming up, my body would almost reject it. So yeah, there's just this, this understanding that how we react to the seasons of change in life uh, can, can cause harm and it can cause stress and anxiety to our bodies. And yeah, just, I grew older and became more seasoned and, and having, uh, and learning how to have to make adjustments in life and experiencing a traumatic loss. It it just gave me the opportunity to slow down and, and build a new relationship with all the twists and turns that we're faced with. So yeah, go, you know, going back to it, 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 to me, it's about slowing down and just witnessing how my body reacts to the fluctuations that we experience in our lives. Bobby Ray, it's, it is so true. I actually just bought a book and it just came in a couple of days ago and it's called Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. So, and I'm so eager to dig into this because even in just the first few pages, it's like, you know, all these sentences are just like hit me every which way. But with you talking about change and, and resting and and what our body goes through in all those seasons, I just think that's so important for people to know. Yeah, and, and going back to like linking the seasons of life to nature, you know, we're getting ready for winter solstice, solstice here in the next few weeks. And just this week, I was able to slow down and appreciate a huge change that I had just made in my life, which was moving from Florida to Arizona back in December. And I realized with me trying to just get everything accomplished in this big change, taking time to slow down and be outdoors with nature, I was able to remind myself why I appreciate being here in this climate, you know, and just observing the cool air feeling on my skin and being at the park, I was able to, to look out and gaze upon a mountain, uh, and, and use my senses to, to just bring myself back to appreciation for my courage to build myself a new landscape. So moving through the seasons and the cycles of our lives, it's, 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 not always easy. It's not an easy journey, but when we allow for time to ourselves to invite a relationship in with stillness, to reflect on our embodied reactions to change, we are making the choice to ride the waves of transformation as opposed to just sitting back and and watching it evolve without our participation. So I love the idea of you building this new landscape for yourself and moving from one state to another, because I've done that as well. I moved from one country to another in my 20s. And it's, it's a scary thing, but it's so rewarding. That's for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) So I would love to discuss your journey to becoming a grief coach. Hmm. You know, I was thinking about this question and it's a question I don't think I've answered in a long time. So I hope me going backwards a bit doesn't uh, take up too much time. But 
you know, I didn't, I didn't plan on being a grief coach. It wasn't something that I expected to be on my resume in this season of my life. But when I really peer back into that window, it all does kind of make sense. You know, in my 20s, I was a teacher. I taught, you know, voluntary pre-kindergarten while my son was a little one. From there, I transitioned to the business world and worked for a small design company, you know, really enjoying and creating visual happiness for clients, watching them light up when a job was complete. So I can say that's kind of where my journey of creating sacred space for for others ignited. And then when there was a time that I felt comfortable, I could go back to school after my son was creating um, uh, where I was able to create balance in my life to, to do work and school at the same time. And my family and I, we went back and we started a medical practice, a, a medical family practice where I really began to like start cultivating an, emp- an empowering and creative management style. So business management is really my background in the medical field. It's really where I started building my career for about 11 to 12 years. Yet in the midst of all that work, I had found a practice in 2006 called the Five Rhythms. And that became my source of self-care. And I really dived in on my free time, you know, learning tools on how to use my body as a self-regulator and continued to learn ways to really listen to what my body needed. I, I, I almost met a new version of myself that I had never met before in diving into this practice. And I, I became so committed to this self-care practice of movement as medicine and my background in teaching and leading through management that I was called to become a facilitator. In 2014, I started this long journey of becoming a certified teacher, and which due to COVID, I'm, I'm still on that journey and still amidst the final stages, but was far enough along that I was able to start holding sacred movement space alongside you know, being a mother and, and working. And when I lost my 21-year-old son, Anthony, to a car crash is when things completely changed. You know, the path that I had foreseen for myself just completely fell apart. So I decided to take a, a month off of work and in that time frame recognized I had a pretty good resource of, of humans to hold space for me you know, feeling really blessed that I had a crew of humans and family and friends that trusted and witnessed my grief path as it was beginning. And they did this without judgment. And that's really important for us as anyone moving through grief is is to have a, a good support system. And many of those people were connections that I had made on the dance floor all around the world. And at a really low point in my grief, I, I, I don't know if it may sound a little funny, but I felt like I heard a whisper from all my past teachers basically saying, you know, get up, move, keep moving. 
you know how to do this dance. Um, you know how to be with this pain and you know how to move forward. You just got to start somewhere. And so I did. And, and I connected to the dance more than I had ever felt I had done before. And from there is when I started to really do this investigation into how do I, how do I correlate the tools that I know in regards to movement as medicine and meditation and combine grief support together. So I found this organization uh, and becoming a grief coach that I felt really connected to. And I knew that I had to share my learned tools with others and very quickly felt very passionate about supporting others moving through the afterlife of loss and continuing my path and holding sacred space for others. You know, that's really what I do in my approach as a grief companion is hold space, witness and guide others to really highlight their strengths um, that may be dim as they're suffering from the pain of grief and just invite, you know, I don't know, highlight their strengths and invite pathways that maybe they've never been introduced to before that are already actually innately built in us, which is to use our body that we've been gifted with as a self-healer. Bobby Ray, thank you so much for sharing that story, that journey. And please accept my condolences on the passing of your son. And I, and I want to just, I was just talking about that book, and you said something that a sentence just kind of popped into my mind of, of of what I had read this morning, and it said, here is another truth about wintering. You'll find wisdom in your winter, and once it's over, it's your responsibility to pass it on. Yeah. And I loved that, and that's, you said it so beautifully in your, in your story and in your journey. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is. It's, it's not a difficult, it's not a difficult decision to, to have to make amidst the, the mixed emotions that we roller coaster through, especially after experience and loss. But at some point you do, ha- you know, you do find a point where you can learn to trust what you hear in your body and make a decision to begin to move forward when it feels right for yourself. Now, I think you may have already answered this, but do you have a favorite self-care practice? Yeah, I was I was hoping that my 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 long dissertation of of how I became a grief coach would would answer some of those questions, but <laughs> I I realized I hadn't answered that question in a long time, but it felt really good to kind of go through my past in the past few years, but my favorite obviously is dance and 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 movement as meditation and using this body as a communicator. And vibrational sound therapy is something that has come into my life in such a, a deep and moving way that I always invite anyone that has never experienced a vibrational uh, therapy sound bath or on the bowl vibrational sound therapy. It's it's an amazing practice. I have my own um, my own human that 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 gives me my self-care and uh, yeah. So movement meditation and sound therapy are, are my, my passions, my self-care. 
And when you say vibrational sound healing, I just want to make sure I understand what that is. That's the bowls, right? The- Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can have crystal bowls. There's the Tibetan bowls, but I utilize the Tibetan bowls on the body as a form of actual self-care. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to talk about as well is how do we make space for self-care and grief? And and I you know this this episode and, and me talking with you and talking about grief throughout this episode is because we are in the holidays and I'm wanting what you and I talk about to be able to be so helpful for for people as they're going through this holiday season. Yeah, you know, I think one of the most important things I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge advocate for sacred space. I know that no one can see the space behind me except for you, but it is it's something that I'm so very passionate about and it's so important in how we make space for ourselves especially when we're experiencing grief. And we have to do this with a lot of grace. You know, there's there's a, a reason that you trusting your alone time is so important. And it's, it's those times when you start to instill rituals and to stay connected to the ones that you've lost. Um, you know, I know that we talked about the holidays, you know, being here and maneuvering through grief alongside the holidays can be a difficult a difficult trek. <laughs> um, so trusting your decisions of where you need to be and how you need to get through the holidays. Um, if you need to say no's to any invitations, <laughs> it's okay to say no. Surrounding yourself with people that you trust. And, you know, if if you're somebody that, that goes into big lavish Uh, has had a big history of doing big lavish things for the holidays, but that just doesn't feel right for you now. Uh, You know, just, just draw back a little bit, do a little bit less, be a little bit more kinder to yourself. And just coming back to that word grace, be really graceful to yourself in regards to trusting that whatever space you need for yourself, whatever, whatever little trinkets that bring good memories, Um, a blanket to just keep you warm when you need to cuddle up, a box of tissues when you need to cry, and trusting all of the emotions and the things that you need to move through to get through the holidays are exactly what you need. So just be graceful with yourself and and lots of self-care and self-love. While we're talking about the the self-care, and especially here in grief, I was hoping we we could just talk about maybe one self-care tip for, you know, for the physical, for the mental, the spiritual, the social, because I think, you know, all that encompasses who we are holistically. I'm always going to be the person that states finding a connection with your body. So, you know, self-care tip for your grief in the physical realm is get connected with your body. Find some type of embodiment practice that brings you to a place where you're actually able to take all of those emotions that you're experiencing that are maybe at a 10 
How do we bring ourselves back down to zero? How do we find balance and alignment to be able to carry grief and life together and still be able to have moments of joy? So the physical realm, get connected to your body, find an embodiment practice like movement, meditation, yoga, mentally, physically, spiritually, socially, you know, learn how to stay grounded and, and find balance. Listen to your heart and your guides and keep support close. If something isn't working, don't give up. Try something new and trust every no that you need to say is right for you. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. I, um, I just went to spend Thanksgiving with my stepmother, and it is the first holiday after my father passed away. And I was really wanting to be there with her to be that support system for her during this time, yeah. with it being, like I said, the, the first holiday. And I was outside walking around because they live in Arkansas and, and the weather was just so beautiful. It was cool compared to where I live here mm -hmm. in Florida. And I was walking around outside and I got to the front door and the Christmas wreath I had sent them last Christmas was still on the door. Now, of course, it was completely dead, um, you know, because it was now a year later. But when I saw that wreath, you know, I started crying and I had to remember it's okay to cry. Crying is very important. I, I love to cry. Um, <laughs> to me, it's, it's my body's way of showing that my heart is still working and that uh, I am still able to release some of the pain and, and some of the joy that needs to be um, felt and witnessed. So I, I love to cry. So yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a big component and advocate of cry when you need to trust the tears. Goodness gracious, if I could bottle them up, I'd be swimming in an ocean. So <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, what are three things you can't live without? Three things I can't live without? Well, I'm a fire sign. I'm a Sagittarius. So I I really, really enjoy my ice cold water to uh, regulate my temperature. So I'm a big, I really need my ice cold water. And I would say having conversations with the ones that I love, spending time with my family and my friends and my dog. And I think as long as I have breath in this body, I will be dancing somewhere, somehow, some way even if that means I'm 102 and, and can only tap a finger to my heartbeat, at least I, I'm still moving. And uh, when it's my time to be completely still, I'll trust that I've lived a full life. So yeah, ice cold water, family, love, conversations, and, uh, and movement. Thank you for sharing that with us. And now here's, here's actually one of my favorite questions. My first question about what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you? That's that's my ultimate favorite. And then my second favorite is if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her about the season of life you're in right now? Hmm. That's a really good question. Thinking a little bit back to 
life. I think the season that I'm in right now uh, is don't get too lost in preparing for the future. You know, after losing a child, something does switch. It did for me in my system of what planning too far ahead looks like. And, you know, I, I realized that I spent a lot of time in my life really preparing for something that I didn't have a whole lot of, I didn't have a whole lot of tool. I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge that that was, that was going to be able to be controlled. So, you know, you can look forward, but don't forget to pause and, and look in all the directions to be sure that as you're looking forward through the lens of life, um, that you're being able to witness all new perspectives that are offered in this world and uh, just take a look around uh, because we can, we can plan forward and we can look forward, but uh, we might miss something. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Just appreciate here and now because if we look forward too far, um, you know, the pain and the disappointments can be kind of devastating because we all experience loss. You know, loss is a, is a part of our life. And each one of our loss has a different reaction no matter what, you know, whether it's the death of a loved one, a, a, a divorce, a loss of a loss of planned financial settings, grief comes in so many forms. And yeah, just just appreciate the here and the now and and, and don't set yourself up for too much, uh, too much heartache. Witness what you've got. Take all the new perspectives in. Bobby Ray, can you let people know how to work with you, how to find you on social media? You are really and truly like this, this breath of fresh air that's really very calming and like a, a, a balm to the soul. Just I know people can't see us, but you and I can see each other. And your energy is just so calm and just so radiant. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and just being able to name that you've you've witnessed me and seen me and I appreciate that. But yeah, my 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 business is the centered ground. So very simple to find me. That's my email address. My website address is the centeredground.com, the centeredground at gmail.com. And then Instagram is again the same and Facebook. It's all the center at the centered ground. So very simple way to find, get a hold of me. Uh, you know, if, if we're not in the same state, I do uh, support in, in ways through the Zoom room. And uh, so you ha- there's an opportunity for any type of free consultation. And yeah, what else? Yeah, just call me. My number's my, number's my cell phone. I'm free and open to chit chat with anybody that, that uh, just needs some connection. Well, and I will have all of that in the show notes. And then do you have any last parting words for us? Mm-hmm. I feel like we've gone so deep and, and, and vulnerable and loving. But if you have anything else to say to us, just trust your path. Trust everything about every decision that you have to make to support yourself through all the experiences that can come into our lives that that bring grief. Just trust your decisions and trust your path. 
That is very good part in words. Thank you for being a guest. Yeah, absolutely. So thankful. So grateful. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Leaving a rating and review helps to improve rankings in iTunes. This shows engagement, which may attract sponsors, and it is essential for the podcast to be discovered by new listeners. Plus, it would mean the world to me. Thanks again. Until next time, live inspired.